everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Rachel. I'm Kyle. And we saw Baby Metal. Woo! Yeah, in Orlando. Um, we saw them not that long ago. And we wanted to talk about our experience seeing a Japanese metal J-pop band. Yeah. The, the term they actually use is kawaii metal. That makes sense. That fits. It does. It fits very well. So for anyone who doesn't know who Baby Metal is, it is a metal band fronted by, I guess, two now Japanese girls. They started out when they were young, like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Now they are like 20, 21. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe Baby Metal was actually kind of a viral thing back in, what, 2012? I remember seeing Baby Metal's first music video when I was in high school. Okay. So it had to be like 2010. Okay. So even earlier than that. But I remember them being kind of like an internet sensation for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of faded into the background, as you do when you're a meme and you fade away. But we continue to listen to their music because it's good. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up, it's good. (laughs) It's good. And they've only... I've only grown to like them more after learning, like, all the flack that they get from, you know, other metal fans, I guess, for not being quote-unquote real metal and getting shit on about the fact that they're, like, speaking in high, like, Japanese voices and stuff, and they just rise above that and continue to release amazing stuff. So, just makes me like them more. Yeah, I I find it very funny that, like, you know, people give them a lot of flack, like, I listen to metal almost predominantly, and a lot of metal fans is like write them off really quickly as just a gimmick or something completely stupid. But they put more heart and soul into their performance than like ninety percent of these stale ass metal bands that are really popular, like Disturbed and shit like that. Their show is so fun; like they were dancing and singing for an hour straight, and not only that. Their backing band is really, really good. They are playing, like, almost on the level of, like, some technical death metal stuff. Really sophisticated stuff in some parts of their music. And it's just, like, I don't get it when they get shit on for not being metal enough. The choruses are just too fun. <laughs> it's just, I know. Like, it's, it's so crazy, too, because, like, I know on a few of their songs, like, the girls are actually screaming, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's only this J-pop sound. And I feel like the combination of the J-pop sound and the metal together is something that nobody else has ever done. And it sounds great. Like, why would you not release great music? I also think it's funny because one of the guitarists is literally has played in Dragon Force. And that is a quote-unquote real metal band. So suck it. Well, <laughs> no. he's not still in the band. I okay. think he only did the original stuff, but actually that's that's funny to talk about because Dragon Force also was accused of in the past not being real, like not actually playing their music. I know they've got tons of flack for like, oh, you didn't really play through the Fire and Flames, you can't actually play that, which is hilarious to me because like there are songs that are way more technically difficult than that, and I don't know why that is the one band that just got like, oh, you can't actually play that. So it's funny, they're like... Of the same coin. So the musician that we're speaking of, he is Chinese. He is Asian. And I feel like a lot of metal fans are racist, and people who are not white get a lot of flack in the metal community. Yeah. That is true in some instances, and in a lot of other instances is not, but that is a stereotype. 
very, very talented guitar player. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the music is... but it, Take away the voices, like, take away the vocals, like, the music is really good. Oh, it's solid. Yeah, I don't get During it. During one of the songs, they had this, like, prog metal dream theater breakdown, and I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? Okay. I yeah. am into this. <laughs> I mean, and it's not only technically hard for... The, the people in the band on the drums and the, the bass and the guitar and stuff like that. It's hard for the girls, too, who are literally singing and dancing and doing choreo for an hour. And th- they're not lip syncing. There's one girl who does all the singing. Mm-hmm. And she has a mic in her hand. And you can tell she is live singing and dancing for a fucking hour straight. It is not easy. Yeah, and it's not easy choreo either. Like, they are literally jumping up and down the entire song and headbanging and flinging their bodies around. Sue Metal literally sounds like she does in the recording studio. Like, she has such an amazing voice. That really carried it for me, too. Like, I couldn't believe she sounded like that live, too. Her, her vocals in English are really good, too. Yeah. I had been listening to one of the songs that they played, Elevator Girl, which I believe is one of their, is their latest single. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to it in, you know, there was some English parts, but it was Japanese, but she pretty much sang it a completely English version, which then I heard again on Spotify. So I'm not sure... If that was a recent release or not. It was. It was, uh, like, an anniversary release. Okay. So I thought, like, yeah, like, that's dedication and talent to be able to sing in a language that is, you know, not your first language and have it sound, you know, just like a native speaker would say it in English or sing it in English. Let's all listen to Elevator Girl right now. Yeah, I mean, I love that song. That's a great song. It's good. It is. Do you guys want to talk about the venue? I know for our Red Velvet episode, when we saw them, we <laughs> talked a lot about the venue. Well, I didn't feel like the mezzanine was going to collapse this time, so <laughs> it was a very much, it's very much like the Fillmore, which was where we saw Red Velvet. It, it, it's a it's a theater with an orchestra section and a mezzanine. It's the Hard Rock Live. It's in City Walk, Orlando, and we did not want to stand, so we paid for seats, mm-hmm. and... Honestly, like, the the venue was small enough so that it didn't really matter where you were in the mezzanine. You you had a good view. I wholeheartedly recommend anyone who doesn't want to stand at Hard Rock to uh, buy a seat. It was not that much more expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the prices were actually really reasonable. I actually thought that Hard Rock was smaller than the Fillmore. So even though we were, like, in the mezzanine section, they were reasonably sized. Oh, my God. Uh, It's not like when I went to go see Lady Gaga in a fucking, like... Like in an arena. Stadium, yeah, and she was a sparkly speck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could see them. I enjoyed the venue. And we, like, had dinner beforehand. We were like, uh, we, we didn't really care too much for the opener, which was Avatar, which is a Swedish metal band. Yeah. I told them that I didn't really like them at first, and then um, I actually, like, I really don't like their music that much, but their performance was fun. Yeah. They're like a circus. Yeah, they had really good energy, and the latter part of their set that we heard wasn't too bad. <laughs> it just wasn't my favorite thing. Because we had seats, we didn't need to get there hours beforehand to make sure we had a good spot in the pit. Awesome. Right. So we just showed up kind of late, ate dinner, and then went to our seats, and we're like, we're ready for baby metal. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was legit. 
It was. Hurricane Dorian almost canceled our, our concert, though. Straight up, yeah. It Yeah, it canceled the concert the day before Baby Metal, so we got really lucky. I was really sad when I thought we weren't going to be going, but it was, it was nice to go. Because Baby Metal doesn't really do that many tours in the U.S. I remember they had come to Florida once before with the Red Hot Chili Peppers as their opener, and tickets were like $200. Yeah, no. It was crazy. <laughs> so when I saw Baby Metal was headlining their own U.S. tour, I was like, we have to go. Yeah. And the tickets were so reasonable. Yeah, I feel like we only paid like what, like sixty bucks for our seats. Yeah, it was sixty. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. The merch, it's expensive. Like I feel like merch nowadays. If you want a concert T-shirt, it's forty dollars. Mm, that's I feel like if it's if it's like an international artist, like Baby Metal, they have to they they have to pay to get that stuff brought over here. So it's gonna be a bit more expensive than your average like twenty to twenty five dollar merch from like a domestic band. I wore my shirt already, and it's actually a very high-quality shirt, so I actually don't mind the money that I spent. Thought the sizing was nice, and the shirt didn't feel like, you know, how you get, like, a shitty t-shirt, and you can tell it's a shitty t-shirt. This is actually a very nice t-shirt, so. Were there any songs in particular that you really enjoyed watching live? I really liked Gimme Chocolate live. Yeah, that was really cool. I love the song Megitsune, and that was probably my favorite song that they did. And I believe they did that one first mm-hmm. in their set, so. Uh, the one. The one is good, too. The one is, yeah. I think, my favorite song they have. I was really bummed they didn't do Doki Doki Morning, which was their, yeah. like, debut single, which I really like. The Japanese lyrics are simple enough so that, like, I even know what they mean, <laughs> so I can <laughs> sing along. You know, I understand that they only have, like, an hour, and they were doing a lot of stuff off their album that's coming out really, really soon, um, yeah, Metal Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, next month. And actually, all of our tickets um, come with a physical copy of their CD that we're going to get in the mail. So Yeah, so cool. even more awesome, honestly. Mm-hmm. The only song I wish they didn't do was uh, Shanty, which is like a metal song with like Middle Eastern music and dancing like that, which eh. made me a little uncomfortable, but uh other than that, it was nice to see Papa Ya too on stage. I wish they would have replaced that one with Doki Doki Morning. Exactly. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that more. So any final thoughts about Baby Metal in particular or the concert? I thought the concert was a little shorter than what I'm normally used to, but they were singing live and dancing to very, very high energy songs. There is, they don't really have a slow metal song, so I understand that it was like an hour and maybe ten minutes worth of music. I liked that because it was a Wednesday night and we all have to work in the morning and we don't live in Orlando. That's so uh, I was like, great, it's over before 11, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, for the length, it was about what I expected for lengthwise. It was like 12 or 13 songs, and like, I get that. They played for an hour, they were singing and dancing and going crazy, and, you know, they were out of energy. So I get that. Also, it was the first show, so first show is usually kind of like that. But I've seen shows that were 30 songs in 30 minutes, and I've seen shows that were 10 songs in 3 hours. And they can go in between. And I felt satisfied by the amount of time that they spent for what they did. So Orlando was their very first stop. I think Seattle is the last stop. Yes. So if you guys live in Seattle, don't worry. They're coming. They're coming. I also really like the whole crowd we were with, too. I felt like everybody had really good energy. And I just love that everyone does <laughs> the the rock symbol with, like, the little fox gun. That was really nice. And there were even kids there, too, that... I thought, it just seemed, it was like wholesome. It was nice. I liked it. <laughs> there were kids, there were weeaboos, there were 
hardcore metal fans. There were old, old dudes who just happened to like metal there. <laughs> we all yeah. came together. <laughs> yeah, but I was wearing a suffocation shirt and talking to other dudes in like tech death shirts like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> there was a, like an older guy there in an exit shirt and I was yeah. like, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, that was, that was weird. <laughs> that was fun. And then we all got donuts after. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. overall, it was a really good time. If they came back to the U.S., I would definitely see them again. Totally. And pay for tickets and, yeah. and seats and stuff. So mm-hmm. They just started their tour, so check their website to see if it's going to come to a city near you, and we really recommend going to see them. So let's close out this episode, guys. Let's recommend our favorite baby metal songs. So I'm going to start. I'm going to recommend Karate. I'm going to recommend my favorite song they played, which is Megitsune. I'm going to recommend The One. Check all those out. They're going to be linked on our Instagram, and you can just click it, and it'll take you to Spotify. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this mini-sode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Check us out on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. Check us out on YouTube at soulmatespodcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast.gmail.com. You can find Soulmates Podcasts anywhere you normally find podcasts, including Spotify. If you liked this episode, consider leaving us a tip on coffee.com. The link is on our Facebook page. We are really close to hitting our goal of buying a soundboard, so if you liked this episode, consider dropping us about $3 to account for the time we spent going to Baby Metal to experience this for you. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, have an amazing weekend, and we'll see you next Friday. Bye! Bye!